Rashana Perik Base Mishnahes two eight Demust Suros Levanos Hayalo the Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel had Demus means images, Tsuros are shapes, Levanos of the moon. He had certain like pictures of the moon in various stages. Betavla Uvokosel Beliaso that were on like a tablet, like some sort of board, and on his wall in his attic. Chebehen Mara es Hediotos. He used them to show to the simple people who showed up to testify that they had seen the moon the previous night, but they weren't necessarily adept in explaining exactly it's how far north or south, what the altitude was, exactly the thickness of it and so on, how it was arranged. So he showed and he said, the Omer, he would just show them the picture and say, Hakazera Isa O Kazer. Did it look like this or did it look like that? And that's how we would get them to give testimony. Now, that's straightforward enough. There is an important side question, which is there's an Isra Doraisa of making images of the sun, the moon, and the stars. It's based on the Pasuk in Shmos Perkhaf Pasukhaf 2020 that says, Lo Sa'asun Iti, you will not make images of my servants that are with me, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the constellations that serve with me, if you will. If that's the case, how did Rabban Gamliel have pictures of the moon? So there are a few different approaches to this. Um, one approach is that the pictures were not made by him. They were made by Gentiles, and therefore there was no Isser of making such illust- such illustrations. Um, under normal circumstances, by that approach, it would still be Usser, Midr to own such pictures, lest people come to think you're using them for Avodah Zarah. But that wouldn't apply in the case of Rabban He was a Nasi. He had a private quarters. No one was going there. He used them for the purpose he used them for. And therefore, According to that approach, it would be permissible for him to own such pictures. The second approach approach is that he had it sort of like a, a jigsaw puzzle that he would he would put together the pieces to construct a picture of the moon um, when he needed, it, and then he would take the puzzle apart to sort of deconstruct the picture. So it wasn't actually a functioning image of the moon; it was like pieces that linked together. Um, the word is chulios in the Gemara, segments that connected. So I'm using the word jigsaw puzzle, something like that. Um, that's another approach. Um, a third approach is that the prohibition of making such images, while certainly a din, um, would not be applicable if you're using images for you know teaching halacha or passing a, a, a din like this. It just simply wouldn't apply. Okay. At all events, the Mishnah continues almost like a new paragraph here. We have a story. Maisa, once happened. Shabo Shnaim, two witnesses came. Va'amru, they said, Re'inuhu. Shachris b'mizrach, v'arvis b'marav. We saw the old moon in the morning, meaning at the time that the sun was rising in the eastern sky, right before sunrise, we saw the, the last sliver of the old moon. And in the evening, when the sun was setting, we saw right after the sun set, the, la- the first sliver of the new moon. Now, that is impossible. From a scientific perspective, like a geometric perspective, Chazal um, of a tradition, that there's no way, there's going to be at least a 24-hour period where the moon can't be seen. At least one day every month where there's no moon to be seen. Um, as the moon is very close, you know, angularly close to the sun. That being the case, it's impossible to see on the same day in the morning and in the evening, you know, the old moon and the new moon. And therefore, Amar Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri 
Eidei Shekerhem. They're obviously lying. These are false witnesses. Now, since the next words of the Mishnah are Kishabo Yavna, when they arrived at Yavna, which is where the Sanhedrin was, it seems that Rabbi Yochanan Benuri must have encountered them beforehand, heard what they were claiming to be what they had seen, and saying they're obviously not telling the truth. If that's the case, so how did that work out? So one shot is that he was the the head of the local Bezdin in the town they lived in, and they were looking to get um, him to send some, you know, witnesses to test that they are kosher witnesses, as as uh, we learned previously, that if the Bezdin didn't recognize you and know who you were, you had to have someone to confirm that you were a legitimate witness. Whatever the case is, Rabbi Yochanan Benuri um, didn't want to accept this testimony. But when they did arrive in Yavna, Kiblan Rabbi Nugamliel. Rabbi Gamliel did accept their testimony, and based on their testimony that they had seen the new moon the previous night, he was Makadish that day as Rosh Chodesh. Now, the way the Bartonon understands this is that Rabbi Gamliel did the math. He ran the numbers. He had, based on Sota Ibor, the secret of how to calculate the cycles of the moon, which is a tradition that goes all the way back, he knew that it was possible to see the moon the previous night. That was not a problem. And that being the case, he was comfortable saying they must have seen it because it was visible. As for the previous morning before that, that they claimed they saw it, okay, they're making a mistake because they saw us in a cloud or something and thought it was the moon. But uh, he was comfortable in accepting the testimony because he knew that it was um, absolutely possible, based on his calculations, to see the moon on the night when they said they saw it. As for Ryokam and Nuri, so he also had the ability to make the calculations, but he calculated that it wasn't yet possible to see the moon. Um, the reason why is because they seem to have had two different traditions, and Rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel's tradition was um, that the amount of time it takes from one new moon to the next new moon, one lunation, um, is actually variable from month to month, whereas that wasn't the tradition of Rabbi Yochanan and Nuri. When we say that the cycle of the moon is 29.53 days, meaning 29 days, excuse me, yeah, meaning 29 days, 12 hours, and 793 chalakim, 793 out of 1,080 parts, 29.53 days. So that's true, but that's just the average length from one new moon to the next new moon. But since the Earth's um, orbit is elliptical, it doesn't always work out exactly that. The moon, the month, the synodic month, as it appears, could be as short as 29.18 and as long as 29.93 days. So it's the variability. And therefore, it seems that Rabbi Yochanan Manuri didn't have that tradition. He thought they're always the same at 29.53, whereas Rabbi Gamliel understood there's a variation possible, and according to his calculations, it could be seen. Therefore, he accepted them as acceptable witnesses and was Makadish the Chodesh based on that testimony. Now, Va'od, a new story, like a new paragraph. Another story, but a different story. Bo Shnaim, two witnesses came, Va'amru, and they said, Re'inuhu bizmano, we saw the new moon in its proper time, meaning on the 30th day of the month. This actually was the month of Elul. So it was on the 30th day of the month of Elul. We saw, what well, would have been the 30th day of the month. We saw the new moon, and therefore this morning can be declared the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Uvalel iburo, Lonira. However, that night, 
the night after the first day of Rosh Hashanah that was decreed as Rosh Hashanah, um, it, Lonira, it couldn't be seen. There was no moon to be seen. Now, the moon never moves in retrograde motion. If it's, it's true that there's one or two days, one or two nights, I should say, every month where you cannot see a moon. But if you could see the moon yesterday, so then for sure you should be able to see it today. The moon moves across the sky further and further from the sun at a rate of about 13 degrees a night. You can get the number pretty easily yourself because if you figure that the average month is 30 days, to use a round number, and there's 360 degrees in the full circle of the sky. So that means 30 goes into 360 12 times. So that means that we have you'd have 12 degrees times 30 days, give you 360 degrees of a full circle. So about 12 degrees, the truth is it's actually 13 degrees because 29 and a half, etc. But the point is, um, every day it moves a little further up, meaning, just to speak that out, the, the time that you see the new moon, the first time it'll be the sun setting in the western sky, and then, you know, 12 degrees above that, if you will, there plus minus, depends, of course, from month to month, but you'll be able to see the new moon, Okay. The next day when you come, it should be 24 degrees above the horizon at sunset. So it gets higher up and more prominent and actually also bigger as the days go on. So it doesn't make sense that you could see the moon yesterday if you can't see it today. And that being the case, it's a little fishy. Nevertheless, Vikiblan Rabban Gamliel, Rabban Gamliel accept their testimony. He made that morning Rosh Hashanah first day of Tishrei, even though that night, what was like, I'll call it the night of the second day of Tishrei, there was no moon to be seen. Amar Rebbe Dosibin Herkinus, Rebbe Dosibin Herkinus objected. He said, something has obviously gone wrong here. A day Shekerhen, they must not be telling the truth. They couldn't have seen the moon yesterday if we can't see it today. Heich me'idin al ha'isha she'yolada ulamachar kreisa bein shinela. That's impossible. I'll translate it enigmatically. It's impossible that we could see the moon yesterday, but you can't see it today. There's no such thing. The literal translation of what he says is, how could they testify that a woman gave birth? Remember the word like molad? It's like a new rebirth of the moon each cycle. That's the, the metaphor here. So how could he say that a woman gave birth today, ulamachar, but then tomorrow we see her and her kresa ben shineha, her like belly is still between her teeth, meaning she's like, you know, bursting as obviously overly pregnant woman. That's obviously impossible. She couldn't give birth yesterday and be pregnant today. Amrlo Rabbi Yeshua, Rova Ani Estevarecha. Rabbi Yeshua said, I am with you, Rabbi Dosib and Hurkunus. This simply doesn't make sense, and therefore we should not accept their testimony. We should overturn their test over testimony, as most Rishonim learn, and um, not have yesterday, have this morning, in other words, have been uh, the first of Tishrei. Now, the next mission will continue on exactly where this left off. So I'll, I'll pick up over there, but just understand that the Rabbi Yeshua is a very important person. Rabbi Yeshua is the, the, um, the Av Bezin. He's the head of Sanhedrin. He's the God of Lador. So he is, um, taking sides against Rabbi Gamliel. More in the next Mishnah about this story.